Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, those bird songs sound like rusty nails. Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales, Bebop Tales. Hey ho, it's Bebop, we're back. Like the funky green stuff in Jonathan's socks, we return. And we're here this season to recover the lost episodes of Bebop Tales. If you remember what happened in the last episode, I was tricked by some weirdo bird aliens into facing off with a giant evil robot. What happened? How did I get out of it? And will I answer another listener question? Yes, yes, and yes. But I can't reveal that question yet because it's just too spoilery. So, we will give credit at the end of the episode and you will know where this story came from. So let's get into today's episode of Bebop Tales, the last episodes. We're calling this one Team Tiny. Time to get into my Jonathan voice. Here we go. My name is Jonathan. 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 All right. Sounds good. See you soon with the episode Team Tiny. The giant robot stood up and towered over Bebop. The birds all chittered with anticipation. Now, before we get started, let us sing our national anthem. Oh, crush me now, said Bebop. He ran behind the giant robot to take a moment to think. He'd obviously been tricked. He thought he had come to save this village of tone-deaf bird aliens from an evil robot, but instead, he was a part of some game, some sort of robot-gladiator match. The giant robot lifted one foot, and the shadow instantly cast Bebop into darkness. Bebop skillfully and artistically somersaulted out of the way before the enormous foot came crashing down on him. The birds all oohed and aahed over his performance. The big evil robot turned to find Bebop, who was now doing his best to stick to the edges of the arena, where the long, thin sticks that comprised the nest helped provide him some cover. The robot moved slowly but with menace, like he was willing to take his time before crushing Bebop. Come on, tiny robot! The alien chief boomed over the megaphone. Put up a fight! I am, shouted Bebop. This is all part of my strategy. First... I will use my ninja skills and strike each pressure point of the giant robot. Bebop dashed out from behind a low-hanging twig and kicked the giant robot in its heel. He then wheeled up onto its foot and struck its ankle. He then leaped and flipped and climbed, kicking and chopping at the robot's knee, hip, belly button, armpit, elbow, shoulder, and then back of the neck. When he was done, he stood on top of the robot's head and shouted, There. I have used an ancient art of fighting to immobilize your robot. Now that I have frozen this giant galoot by hitting every pressure point, surely we can all agree that I am the wit. The evil robot, clearly not frozen by Bebop's attack, swiped him off its head as though he were a mosquito. Bebop flew into the nest of the arena among the birds, who all quickly pushed him back to the ground. Okay, 
That didn't work, but I have many ancient arts of fighting to choose from. But Bebop did not have many ancient arts of fighting to choose from. In fact, he did not have any ancient arts of fighting to choose from. In fact, this was so early in Bebop's career of saving the world that he hadn't yet picked up a lot of his skills. So for the next 20 minutes, he perfected the fine ancient art of running away. As the giant robot chased Bebop around the stadium, the birds grew restless. They sang awful, bone-rattling songs that made it difficult for Tiny to concentrate. The robot, for his part, didn't seem to care what Bebop did. It just lazily stood in the center of the ring, swiping and kicking and stomping at Bebop. Occasionally, the robot connected and slapped Bebop into the side of the arena, but for the most part, it looked like the two of them were amateur dancers, learning a strange new waltz. Bebop finally grew so tired that he was having difficulty dodging the evil robot's lazy attacks. He went in again for another of his pressure point attacks, but instead swung himself up onto the giant robot's shoulder and pressed his mouth to its ear. Hey, big guy. Bebop whispered to the robot. Aren't you a little tired of this? You and me fighting, and for what? The entertainment of some birds who can't even sing? You have no idea, said the robot. I've been here for ten years listening to them howl, defeating whatever little defenseless schlub they put in this arena with me. Hey, who are you calling a defenseless schlub? You, the one with no defenses. Okay, fair enough. So, why don't you escape? Well, I can't fly, and they've built the walls of this arena so thick that I can't smash my way out. So you're just stuck here? Yes, said the robot. Have you ever tried losing... The evil robot seemed confused by this. I mean, if you're supposed to be this great warrior, but you lose, then they wouldn't want to keep you around, and you could just get out. No, said the evil robot. They have placed this self-destruct bomb within me, and if I lose, ber blank, I blow up. Okay, well, ber blank isn't really what an explosion sounds like, but I see your point. Hey. You said you were good at a lot of things, right? Yeah, said Bebop. I'm good at like a million things. Can you repair a robot? Sure, said Bebop. I've repaired myself hundreds of times. Okay, then let's do it, said the robot. Let's do what? Said Bebop. Your plan. Let's do your plan. Wait, what's my plan again? Said Bebop. Let's blow me up. We'll blow right out of this arena, and then you can put me back together again. But what about me? What if I blow up too? You know, that's just a risk that I'm willing to take. Uh, not me. That's not a risk that I'm willing to take. Three, two, one, for blank! All right. So... This episode was inspired by our pal Judah, who is nine from Portland, Oregon, who wrote, Hey Bebop, I have a very serious, important question. Have you ever exploded and then, obviously, came back to life? He also had a couple other questions. Uh, one of them was, if I like drawings of blueberry pancakes, which of course I do, and where did you learn all that magic, which we will cover at some point. Thank you, Judah. But we also had another question from Farah from Egypt, who's 10 years old, and she asks, have you ever gotten dismantled before? So both of these questions are asking a very serious question, which is, since I am a robot, have I ever been in pieces and then put back together again? And yes, 
I have. So now we know how it is that I got dismantled, and we'll find out in the next episode how it is that I got put back together. Thank you so much for your questions. And Farah, I know your brother submitted a question too. His question will be answered very soon. So thank you all so much for writing in and for listening, and we will see you next week. Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called the Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history.